Thanks, Lucas. When I'm not binge watching Impractical Jokers, I'm Lucas Whitney. Welcome to Bacon Wire. Carter, Spartan Dog, how are we doing, guys? Uh, Lucas, I'm going to be honest with you. I- I'm feeling pretty bad. Um, and-, and I'll tell you why. Um, you know, a big, a big social event, a big um, criminal justice event took place a few weeks back that um, we haven't really touched on that much. Um, I, I feel like since we've been so outspoken about our political beliefs and, you know, what, what we think of the American justice system, I think not commenting on this matter um, would, be, would be severe malpractice on our part. Um, so I'm just going to say the American justice system it is broken. We all know that. But based on the events the past few weeks, it is more, it's more clear than ever. You know, some people are allowed to do whatever they want and walk out scot-free, while others are locked up for weeks behind bars without bail, without even the opportunity to pay for bail, for having so much as half a smoke to join on them. And, and, you know, I, I think the most sickening display of this kind of imbalance of how the justice system treats Americans was Gary McNamara being able to be in Indianapolis for the Big Ten championship game where we don't know his whereabouts on January 6th. We don't. Don Thomas will not tell us where Gary McNamara was on January 6th. And yet he was able to go to Indianapolis to watch his son That's bullshit. There are black men locked up in prison who have never seen their children. And Gary McNamara just gets to gets to go all about and and go see Cade do whatever. He has to drive everywhere because he's on the no fly list, probably. But, you know, enough is enough, Don. Where was Gary McNamara on January 6th? The people demand to know the longer you keep this secret. The, the bigger this injustice becomes. I've had enough, Donovan. Don, Don Thomas is the Dom Toretto of Michigan Twitter. He never turns his back on his family. So don't expect him to turn his back on family because that's what he said in his tweet that was uh, Sunday morning, that the McNamara's are part of his family. So don't, don't even try it. Um. John, I could drink way more Corona than the McNamara family. Where was Gary on January 6th? <laughs> we, we will never know. It's, it's the ninth wonder of the world. We're never going to know. Um, <laughs> Carter, do you have any thoughts on... <laughs> you know, <laughs> not much. Anyway, can I segue into the next thing? Absolutely. Well, we had ourselves an announcement of some finalists for a certain popularity contest. <sighs> it's it was uh, it was decided between who the voters' favorite quarterbacks were and who had the best month of November on the defensive side of the ball. Oh wait, it wasn't that either though, because Will Anderson did, and he was not named a finalist. Anyway, I'll let you guys go now. So here, so here's, here's my thoughts now that we've kind of had some space 
to be to be separated and uh, to kind of be, you know, kind of away from from the vote and the uh, and the announcement. Uh, I. Zanjo, I think Zanjo gets partial credit for his take. Where the national media doesn't want Michigan State to be a powerhouse because it, like I said, when they were pimping, when everyone was pimping the Tucker to LSU stuff, uh, MSU being good, it, being an elite team in college football often comes at the expense of, of Michigan and Ohio State. And, you know, those are two teams that have been propped up because Michigan got there first playing college, playing organized college football and got a bunch of wins against Ohio Wesleyan and the Ann Arbor School for the Deaf in 1903. And all of a sudden, we're supposed to believe that there's some kind of historically elite program. I said this on Twitter. Michigan is the Thomas Jefferson of college athletics. They've done incredibly shitty things that no one ever wants to talk about, Bo. And they just get a free pass because they were in the right place at the right time. So, you know, it, it is what it is, right? Ultimately, ultimately, I think the Ohio State performance, fair or not, probably did hurt K-9's chances. I think that's fair. I also think that the system for deciding the Heisman is unbelievably broken and cannot be fixed because it's obvious what the voters perceive the Heisman as. Whichever team wins the SEC that year, their best skill position player wins the Heisman Trophy. You can track it back the last 10 years. That's what it is. It's not always the team that wins the SEC, but it's always the most impressive skill player from the SEC or a person who is from one of the traditional college football powers, right? If a school doesn't have a Heisman Trophy winner by now, they're probably never going to have one as long as the Heisman Trophy exists. I'm going to go out and say that right now because the voters are all 85 years old. They can't string two sentences together, Lee Corso, and they want to they sit there and decide on the most prestigious award in the sport. And they're going to pick guys from schools they remember being good when their grandkids would talk to them. So that's, that's where we're at. I mean, it, it's not even a popularity contest at this point. If it was a popularity contest, fucking punt God would be there. Yeah. So it, it's a, it's a, it's a, who is the best, who's the best skill position player in the sec and just pick three people at random, obviously. That's what it is. It's it's like they pick the best skilled player at SEC, like you said, and then they like just look at the most recent games and go, "Oh, who's been really good lately?" Whoever got whoever got a profile during 
during the last month of college game day, got an invite to the Heisman Trophy ceremony. Yeah. We were just a couple weeks too early. Whoever, go ahead. Go ahead. Whoever Gus Johnson was sucking off in the last three weeks of the season <sighs> got an invite to the Heisman. That's what it is. And you know what, Michigan fans? I don't really fucking care what you think. You can fuck off, right? I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck that you think Kenneth Walker was robbed. Kenneth Walker was obviously robbed. That's like walking outside and saying, oh, the sky is blue. No one gives a fuck what you think. You're fucking pieces of shit. I'm done being nice to Michigan fans. I'm done. I'm done. I tried it with a few people. It worked okay. But they revealed their true colors over the past two weeks. I'm fucking done. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not fucking doing it anymore. I'm openly hostile to all Michigan fans from now on. Fuck them. Fuck them all. Uh, the power that uh, that Michigan State Twitter has after Don tweeted that video of, like, MSU fans seeing Walker wasn't a finalist or whatever, he deleted it within, I think, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, that was cool. And then he back he backtracked so hard. because I didn't know like, Don could move that fast. He backpedaled faster than I thought he could fucking move. I fucking can't stand that, man. Sorry, no, he 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 sucks. He 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 flat out sucks. We we admit that we don't like Michigan. Like I will admit yeah. that I fucking hate Michigan. He goes on this podcast that's supposed to be 50-50, Michigan, Michigan State, but it's pretty clear. And I've watched it. I've listened to it because I love Connor. Connor's one of us. And we love Connor. I'm not going to get into the politics of a podcast divided. But real MSU, real MSU Twitter fans love Connor Muldowney. Hashtag extend Connor Muldowney. <laughs> Connor, come home, come home if you're listening. Defund Don. Um, this that's not tampering. Um, but like, he sits there and he goes, "The people want me to hear, want to hear me talk MSU in Michigan." No, no we, we don't. don't. No, no, we fucking don't. Michigan. Do you want Valeni to talk about? Do you want Valeni to talk about Michigan? No. 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 So fuck off. We don't care. He do, he can sit there and say that bullshit that like he's non-biased when he clearly is. And I've clearly struck a nerve with him over the last he's couple months. He's covering Of course he's biased. He's covering up Gary McNamara's whereabouts <laughs> on January 6th. And I'm going to I'm not going to go any further, but if you dig up tweets from him, he does support a certain someone that we believe should have a statue taken down. Mm. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to go any further, but if you look up the tweets, they're there. Don, so, the, Don, I, this clip is going to get to you. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just so, so you know, up. I don't fucking care. If you want me to say this to your face, I'll fucking say it to your face. I don't give a shit. I don't fucking care. Like what? Like, what are you going to do to me? You can't do shit. I'm exercising my first amendment, right? To tell you to go <laughs> fuck yourself. Bitch. Don, when he complains to Connor about us, I didn't do shit. I didn't rig fucking shit. Fucking shit. shit. <laughs> I might have. Don, Don when he up. sent out that, uh, Don, when he sent out that debate your mammy tweet, uh, I <laughs> thought it was going to be a hit. <laughs> it turns out it fucking sucks. Uh, like, look, just. If I wouldn't mind him as much if he just said, "I'm I'm a hundred percent Michigan. I'm not going to discuss both." Do I discuss Michigan? Sure, but it's like kind of shitting on him. 
But I don't sit here and go, you know what, Bacon Wire is going to cater to both sides because they don't like us, and I'm fine with that. I think we we become more tame, but like we have our moments of spitting fire. Uh, you you've become more tame. I I think I've become more unhinged. I've become sick of creating new accounts every three months, so that's why I'm becoming more tame. Well, this this party and bullshit aerial bacon wire, I think, is good for content. Uh, I yeah. feel sorry. I feel sorry for my. Uh, I feel sorry for my future employability, but this is great content. <laughs> <laughs> like. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still of the opinion that if I met the guy, I probably would think he's okay in person, but like, I think your, your personality shows on Twitter to an extent. Yeah. I, mean, I don't give a, I don't give a fuck. I'll, I'll, I'll call that foghorn leghorn motherfucker, a foghorn leghorn motherfucker to I'm, his face. I think I'm a nice guy in person. I think I am, but like, there's a part of me that's a dick on Twitter because I could probably be a dick in real life. Like it, it doesn't blur the line, but like, man, just own up to it and stop with that. He like needle, he pokes people. And then when they poke back, he's like, whoa, 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 what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Leave me alone. Stop, stop, please stop. And it's just, it's gotten worse. Like he could sit there and laugh about, I don't care, Don, if it takes the rest of my life. I will find out where Gary McNamara was on January 6th. Whether he was whether he was in Nancy Pelosi's office sniffing her chair or if he was just at home. I don't care. I'm gonna find out. One way or another. We just want to talk, Don. That's all we want. (laughs) Um, I have a thing about the Heisman. I I think or Ken Walker specifically. Carter, go ahead first. We might be on the same track. I think that there's only one candidate who made it to uh, who made it to New York that has a legitimate case over him. Like you would not replace him with Kenneth Walker, and that's Bryce Young. Yeah, I don't see Aiden Hutchinson like from a from a statistical standpoint. Like why you would send him? Like yeah, I know that they've had all the allure the last couple of weeks because of the fact that they beat Ohio State and won the Big Ten, and he was kind of the star of that whole thing when he did win the, uh, the championship game MVP. Right. Um, oh, he won the championship game for MVP? having for having yeah. a single sack. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. You oh, sacked boy. Spencer. You sacked Spencer Petrus, who ran like a Boston Dynamics dog, who ran like those Boston Dynamics robots. <laughs> That's a deep. You did it. You sacked him once. <laughs> I would also say I would also say Stroud's kind of underwhelming compared to like what other Ohio State quarterbacks have done in the past. Like they only you went ten and two. You could have won ten games in that offense, Carter. You yeah. could have led that offense to ten wins. I bet I could. I would lead him to eleven. Uh, and then Kenny Pickett, I don't see that at all. Like I know he had a he threw a bunch of touchdowns, but did they? They he lost to Western Michigan University. They lost to Western Michigan. That's the whole thing. So I feel like like. <laughs> You could have, outside of Bryce Young, you could have taken any of the of the candidates out and put Kenneth Walker in because he had the best season of a running back in all of college football. Like he had, like the thing is, is, is C.J. Stroud and Kenny Pickett didn't have outstanding seasons as a quarterback, but Kenneth Walker had an outstanding season as a running back. He put so up similar stats to Derrick Henry and Mark Ingram. Yeah. Won the fucking Heisman. He put up some numbers were better. So I just and 
the Heisman, right? We get into this argument yeah. every year. NBA Twitter gets into this argument every year about what MVP means, right? Mm-hmm. The the most that's what the Heisman is. It's essentially the college football MVP award. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and even to make a case against Bryce Young, I would argue Desmond Ritter was more valuable to Cincinnati than Bryce Young was to Alabama. Yeah. I'm not sitting here defending Cincinnati, but do you think Cincinnati goes undefeated without Desmond Ritter? I no, don't think so. So Michigan State is where instead of me booking tickets to the Peach Bowl, I'm taking time off work so I can watch them in the fucking Cheese It Bowl without Kenneth Walker the third. Maybe even the Motor City Bowl. Maybe, yeah. So like th- that's what I'm saying. Like you think like no one in the country was more valuable to their team than than Kenneth Walker the third. Yep. To, was to Michigan State. Again, maybe Desmond Ritter at Cincinnati, maybe. Okay, well, my issues are everyone wants to fixate on one game for these guys, like Bryce Young, the Auburn, or the uh, Georgia game. What the hell am I saying? The Georgia game, which was phenomenal. Like, some of the throws he made are fucking were fucking amazing. And you just knew halfway through that game the Heisman's his. Um, uh, uh, with Hutchinson – they look at the Ohio State game and everyone shit came and farted and cried at the same time and were just like, oh, my God, give him the Heisman or, or bring him there. And, you know, they looked at Kenneth Walker and went, oh, that Ohio State game, P.U. And yeah, that's Scotty Hazleton's fault, by the poor, way. Not it's just, also poor timing. I'm not, because- I'm, not beating, I'm not beating a dead horse. I'm, I'm beating a dead horse here. But that K9 didn't get an invite to New York because of Scotty Hazelton. So uh, one one side of that equation has rectified itself. And I'm just waiting for the other dominoes to fall, honestly, on the defensive coaching side of the ball. So whatever. We can talk about Tavares Tillman later. Yeah. But, I, but right now we're focused on the Heisman. I, and I, I'm, I'll be done in a sec. Like, I think if – the Ohio state game were played two thirds of the season through like Michigan was, and we played Michigan the second to last week of the year. I think he's in New York. I really do. I believe it was just a matter of timing to have a really bad game. And it's almost like he shouldn't have played because CJ Stroud missed a game and he didn't play a half against MSU because well, Scotty Hazleton. So we'll get to that later. But like, I mean, he's- right. Ken, I'm, I'm sorry to keep cutting you off, Lucas. It's okay. But Kenneth Walker got penalized for being a fucking football guy. Yeah. If he just would have sat out. He should have. Right. People would have Bean probably would have called him a pussy or whatever, but beans a pussy. So who cares? It's pot calling the kettle black on Twitter and that fucking bitch. But it wouldn't have hurt his Heisman chances. The fact oh. that he went out there without a left ankle automatically means he's not worthy of recognition. And and I, I just hate how they all look at one game, but like Kenneth Walker's is the negative game. And like Aiden Hutchinson, I mean, I don't think he deserved an invite, but you could see it coming from a mile away. And he had five games with no sacks. How come we're not talking about those? 
We're talking Kenneth about Walker fucking juked him out of his shoes. Huh? Kenneth Walker snatched his soul. Yeah. And I was there for it. And we, Carter and I both saw that in person. And like, I, I mean, what, when, when he ran for his fifth touchdown, I'm like, holy shit, this guy, he could win the Heisman. Like, and I thought we were at least going to have the publicity and the juice to have an invite and to say, Hey, this is our first Heisman finalist in 33 years, 32 years. I think, yeah, I think Zoe was invited. I think Zoe's finally invited. Basically the first of my life that I can remember. And uh, cause I'm the old, I'm the old man here. And I was really hoping for that moment for him. And when I saw the announcement Monday, I mean, my heart just sank because he deserves it. And I mean, he wanted it. He wanted it. And Mel Tucker was probably fucking furious. Mel Tucker was probably the Malcolm X gif of Denzel Washington slamming his phone on the table. Like it's just, I, I hope, and we'll transition to the peach bowl later or whenever I would like to see him play, but I don't think he should. I think he's proven enough, but if, but there might be that part of him is like, fuck the haters. I want, I want to show people that they, that they fucked up their voting. Let me clarify something real quick before I make this statement. I think what I'm about to say would be incredibly dumb. And deep down, I know it's worse off. He, Kenneth Walker would be worse off for doing this in the long run. Oh, no. Right. Just based on the position he plays. <clears throat> based on the length of career people at his position have based on him already having a, a nagging injury this season. However, Max Kellerman, <laughs> let me be very, very clear. <laughs> I think it would be fucking awesome. If Kenneth Walker said, fuck you, I'm coming back. I don't I don't expect it to happen. And on a level deeper than just my blind than my blind disrespect rage, I don't think it should happen. I think he should go to the NFL and get his back. Yeah. But it'd be fucking cool. <laughs> it'd be pretty cool. Uh I mean, I don't think Mel Tucker's even gonna do that to him. Mel Tucker's probably gonna be like you better get the fuck out. He's yeah, he probably, out the door. Yeah, he treat him like he treat him like Izzo treated Jaron Jackson Jr. Just fucking kicked him out of his dorm room. <laughs> yeah, you can get he him out. Up with the, he pulled up with the green carts that they move you in and out of. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, I would. I mean, the selfishness in me was like would, would shit my pants if he came back. But um, I just don't want to see like an injury for him, like Jake Butt. You know that that always sticks out to me. Um, or butt, or butt, <laughs> or butt, or butt, and uh, that always sticks out to me. And I just want what's best for him. I sound <laughs> sound like a parent, but um, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna give the bowl game a shot. I don't think he's gonna play the whole game, but like, I think he's gonna be out to prove something. And even if that's not with us, it's with him trying to break in the NFL. I think this is gonna be the ultimate motivator and. I, I still can't believe it happened. It it still it stuns me, and you know it. I don't know what I'm gonna do if they announce the Heisman. It's it's Hutchinson. They uh, won't. It's, it's fresh young. Hutchinson's oh, I know. I know. But like, and Bean is gonna complain that he should have been higher for like, three days. 
and then it's going to be over. But it's like there's no chance Hutchinson Hutchinson wins the Heisman over Bryce Young. No, like, but it, it's a when's the last time have. a non-SEC player won the Heisman? RG three. I mean, do we count Baker and Kyler as non-SEC players because of Oklahoma, where they're going, where they're at? I mean, Oklahoma has basically been an SEC program since the playoff era began. Yeah. So. I mean, you'd have to go back to Mariota, like six years. Yeah, you could also throw in RG3. Yeah, I mean, Mariota and then RG3 before that, and then go all the way back to, fuck, Reggie Bush asterisk, I think, before that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just we'll just see what happens on Saturday. I just if 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 the unthinkable happens, we are truly living in hell, like we are in hell. Well, you know, OJ got a Heisman, so <laughs> it's not necessarily an indication of outstanding character. <laughs> um, I don't have any more thoughts on the Heisman. I just wish that we were living in a different world where K9's the the front runner and people just play highlights of the Michigan game over and over and over. Here's a visual meme for you guys before we transition out. <laughs> Uh, Heisman voters, U.S. politics, uh, being too old to be worth a fuck. The shaking hands me. That's a good one. Well, we'll I mean, Lee Corso, Lee Corso and Diane Feinstein get their fucking diapers changed at the same changing table. (laughs) They're out here making major decisions like fuck off. That's a good point. Let's talk the Peach Bowl. Um, it we are playing. We I I thought it was Fiesta Bowl. I really did. I think most of us did, especially when Iowa lost. I mean, it basically just knocked them out of it and secured us a New Year's Six Bowl. I uh, hoped it was Fiesta. I'm going to be honest. I wanted to golf in Arizona. I have family. I have I have family out in Arizona. So it I was been hoping nice... it'd be a little bit past Cassie's birthday, so that I can at least try to get out there. But anyway, um. So we're playing Pittsburgh in the Peach Bowl, and I think most of the fan reaction is the Tim Heidecker shrug, like the meh. Like it, we're playing in Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, the Megatron's Butthole Stadium. Um, we're playing, yeah, and, and home of Carter, our sweet Carter's Falcons. Um, and Kanye West. They haven't gotten a win in a year. And Kanye West for a while. Remember that? when? Yeah, oh, Kanye yeah. Remember when Kanye lived in Mercedes-Benz Stadium to finish Donda? Oh, someone sure, I remember. Someone should have, should have photoshopped uh, like uh, in, um, John Belushi college poster in that room, <laughs> and like uh, Natty Light cans. Yeah, the 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 like the the boxes like they cut yeah. the front off the boxes and like along Boondock the walls. Saints poster too. <laughs> yeah, like that the Bob Marley like Rastafarian poster, like. <laughs> um, so we're playing in Megatron's butthole um, and it's at 7 PM on December 30th on, I think ESPN or ABC, AB, ESPN, ESPN. Yeah. We're prime time. We're, we're the only game at that time slot, which rules. So the whole country is going to get to see our amazing defense. And I'm, I'm really excited for it. I know Spartan dog is. Well, I'm going. Yeah. So, you got, um, you got I, the tickets. I don't. So, so w- you guys believe that there is a curse 
uh, placed on placed on bacon wire hosts who travel to to MSU football away games. I mean, the, the um, proof yes. is there. Yep. I mean, <laughs> listen, once once is a coincidence. We were losing to Ohio State no matter what. I mean, I don't think we we're beating Ohio State even if yeah. we had. I, I think Ohio State was beating us. It would have taken the 13 defense for Ohio State to not beat us. Right. Um, so, but I think I get off on a technicality here because MSU is considered the home team in the Peach Bowl. Hmm. Okay, there you go. So yeah. they're technically, they're technically the home team. Plus, it's neutral site. It's not a, an away game. It's a neutral. It's at a neutral field, and we're the home team. So I think we'll be fine. I think we're fine. That's a much nicer area than Purdue's campus. Well, yeah, I mean, Purdue doesn't have Magic City. Yeah, Purdue has like a McDonald's and like that's it. What do you guys think the what do you guys think the West Lafayette, Indiana strip club scene is like? Can we can we find a nightmare? Can we, can we find a member of Purdue Twitter who's not a total shithead? Uh I, it's gonna be hard. I mean, we're tough, gonna have to do that's tough find. Yeah, we'd be better off scrounging up the fifteen hundred bucks to get Kenneth on here for fifteen minutes. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, we're fit. No, we're actually the line went down, but uh, well, we know what possibly could cause it. I think the line opened at Pittsburgh minus four and a half. Um, I've seen it go down to two and a half, and I think that there's movement because. Didn't their o, their OC resigned the other day, Mark Whipple, and yep. he's at he's at uh, he's in the Big Ten now. He's he's mm-hmm. Scott Frost's new scapegoat um, at Nebraska. So, which I think is a good hire. It's kind of like one you have to make, and um, that leads people to believe. And he said it himself, Kenny Pickett, their star quarterback, it, he might not play. And you know what? I think if he's already thinking about not playing, I don't think he's going to play. I really don't. No. I don't think he's going, especially with his OC gone. He's already gone. So, I mean, I'm not – watch, we're going to be totally wrong. He's going to play and light us up for like 600 yards and then get drafted like in the top five. But I just – I think if you're already thinking about not playing, it's not like time goes on and you think, oh, I think I'll be all right. You, you think more about – the future and like your draft stock, your, you know, if you want, don't want to get injured. And I, I mean, I know Mel Tucker said that there are no holdouts for his guys yet, which I would, I'd be shocked if there were maybe at least not one, if like Kenny played, I'd be pretty, I'd be pleasantly surprised. I mean, I'm not ruling it out entirely, but um what do you guys think of what's going on with this line? Like, cause I, I, I'm going to predict Kenny Pickett won't play. I don't think I, he's going to play either. No, I, I, I think you only come out and say that if you know, for sure you're not playing because like nothing out of nothing out of Michigan state media, out of, out of anyone's camp, out of Kenny, out of Kenneth's camp, out of, out of, you know, anyone else's, has said that Kenneth Walker is going to skip the bowl game. He's going to play. So I think, I think that having that out that early from the mouth of babes from Kenny Pickett himself, 
um, sets a um, is is setting the table for him uh, posting the the thank you Pittsburgh graphic here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, like he'll declare for the draft and all that. Yeah, so I think so. I think that's a pretty safe bet. And uh, so Scotty Hazelton stopped getting bailed out by dudes named Kenneth Challenge. Carter, what are, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Like, what do you see that sticks out to you? I think that if Kenneth Walker doesn't play, it would not be by his own accord because he loves his teammates. He loves playing at Michigan State. He loves playing football. So it would be, you know, uh, Mel, the coaching staff, his agents all advising him not to play. Uh, so if they're not telling him not to play, then I think he's going to play. Like, I don't think that he would just be like, no, I'm not going to go. Because, like, his ankle was bugging him, and he said he wanted to go against, you know, Ohio State and, and Penn State. He didn't sit out those games, mm-hmm. even though the, the the Penn State game didn't have much meaning. He still went out there and played. So I think that he still would do so uh, given the opportunity or um, not being told to shut it down. Um, I know that Pittsburgh runs – or if Pickett doesn't play, I think that gives Michigan State a, a – massive advantage, but I would say that, that if he plays, I would say Pittsburgh wins, but um, I don't know if we can, you know, I don't know if we can say anything as of right now, just because of the fact that we don't know if he's going to play or not. And because if he does, our corners are going to get smoked so bad. He'll, um, he'll throw for 500 easily. Oh yeah. Yeah. Easily. And uh, I think we'll score a lot too, though, because their defense isn't great. I mean, they gave 44 to Western Michigan and while Western Michigan has Caleb Elby, who could be, uh, selected in this year or next year's draft, we can still score a lot of points on them too. Uh, and I think I think it would be absolutely tremendous if if Kenneth Walker played and he uh, t- broke a big run and scored and did a Heisman pose. I think that would be funny. But I think Kenneth kid- Walker Kenneth Walker should strike the Heisman pose after every single touchdown he scores in the Peach Bowl if he decides to play. He absolutely should. I think he's way too like much of a sweetheart guy to do that. He won't. You know. He he's not he you know he's he doesn't pound his chest he doesn't he doesn't do any of that stuff he just he just plays football like he'll he'll pound his chest for his teammates but he won't do it for himself and I love that about him. Ver- verbal meme, uh, um, the Walter White uh, meme, Kenneth Walker regular MSU season one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, and then <laughs> post Heisman snub Kenneth Walker um, or a twisted freaking or twisted freaking psychopath. <laughs> That's one of my favorite memes. One of the best memes ever. <sighs> um, do we have any more Peach Bowl thoughts? I mean, we'll keep talking about it as the game gets closer, and we'll find out who's playing and not playing, or at least like figure out how healthy we're gonna be and all that shit. Uh, no, other than other than my personal excitement at, at, at actually going. Yeah, that's gonna uh, be cool. I'm pretty psyched. This is my first. This is my first time traveling to a to an MSU bowl game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've been to the the Quick Lane slash Little Caesars Pizza slash Motor City Bowl in the I'm, past. I'm tempted to go to it this year. Like just um, to go. It you know, like it's fine. Um, yeah. But no, I'm 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 psyched. I'm ready to go. I uh, got got my plane tickets, got my hotel, got my game tickets. I have great seats. Uh, lower bowl, a section over from where the MSU band is going to be. 
So that's going to be cool. Uh, money and, bags over here. It, you know, you got, you get it. How Closet you live. rich. Closet rich. You get it. You get it how you live, fellas. You get it how you live. Um, I was going to make the drive. It's only 10 and a half hours. So if I woke up at like 4 a.m., I could have done it. But I have uh, I have commitments, unfortunately. And I don't my want wife. To, I don't want to see the reason for divorce on a piece of paper, say the Peach Bowl or like Michigan State football. Um, Walker runs for 300 yards and four touchdowns. Totally worth it. Yeah. <laughs> hey. I may have to pay alimony, but I got a pretty yeah. sick T-shirt. That's what you should say. Just yeah, <laughs> it, you come back from the Peach Bowl, all your shits out in the lawn. Cassie's driving away, going, "See ya, see ya." <laughs> I may pay alimony, but I got a sick T-shirt saying "Peach Bowl Champions." That's all that matters. Um, so there's been some movement in the MSU football family. Um, one that we have pretty much hinted at the entire season, or at least kind of speculated, because he has not played an entire a, a single snap the entire year. I don't know if he's even been on the sidelines the entire year. Um, no, he hasn't. Uh, Ricky White, who you know from last year's epic Michigan game on Halloween, uh, 27-24, in case you forgot, he had about 200 yards receiving. Um, how many touchdowns did he have? Two? Just one. Just one. Just okay. One. Um, he had one touchdown. Uh, he transferred. He, he announced it today um, in a in a post that I mean it, it is it's a good it's a very nice post, but it looked he used the meme text. Thank and, you, Spart. Thank you, Spartan Nation. Bottom text. <laughs> I'm transferring. See ya. Bottom text. Um, but <laughs> you know we'll remember him for that one game. It's just disappointing. Portal question mark. Bottom text. <laughs> 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 I love the bottom text shit so much. Um, and, you know, it's disappointing, but, I mean, did anyone think opposite? Like, you know, we had a couple of our guys going, where's Ricky White? Where's Ricky White? And I think Sheehan had a great idea for the week of the Michigan game just to have Ricky White on the sidelines, dressed but not playing, and just, like, running, walking right next to Vincent Gray and all the corners just to scare him. <laughs> um, but – you know, we all saw this coming, right? Yeah. 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 Um, we're not going to get into it, but, you know, he was a part of a Title IX lawsuit and um, stuff that happened at the school. We're not that we're not lawyers. We're not we're not in a bird law or anything. So we're just we're going <laughs> to thank you, Carter. We're, we're not going to you know, I'm not Charlie Kelly. Um, I'm you know, we're just going to move move along as our as one of our good friends says. Um, I'm I'm Charlie Kelly. When I uh, when I try to uh, when I try to connect Scotty Hazelton to every bad thing that's ever happened in the history of the world, uh, <laughs> I'm up there going Pepe Sylvia, except it's written Scott Scotty Hazelton, and there's a line there's like a line of yarn from All his face, place. yeah, from his face to uh, <laughs> JFK to the Illuminati Here to Q yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein was a front man for Scotty Hazelton. That's my newest theory I've been working on. Oh, God damn it. Um, I'm not editing it because our voices are distinct enough from each other. Um, I'm Lucas Whitney, and I approve that message. <laughs> God damn it. Um, so on the good side, 
SD, you haven't edited the pod in forever. This is me, <laughs> Lucas, talking. I don't know why you say you're going to edit. Hey, guys. Odell Bredham Jr. here. <laughs> <laughs> Move along. Uh, <laughs> uh, we Great news today, fellas. We got to commit. We, yeah. We're the fucking transfer portal kings. Um, you know, we're, we're the LA Rams of, of the college football world. We just keep bringing in key pieces. Um, but the thing is we're not disappointing yet. So, um, I'll, I'll leave that be, but at least MSU isn't disappointing yet. We landed Jalen Berger a couple weeks ago, the running back from, uh, Wisconsin transfer. I think he was at the Maryland game. Was that right? Yeah. Yeah. He was at the Maryland. He went to a basketball game. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he was at a basketball game. Um, and so did Winman, for the record, Jacoby Winman. And speaking of that, Carter, why don't you talk about Jacoby Winman? You, I wasn't around when this shit happened today. Yeah, so he was like third in the Mountain West at UNLV in total tackles this year. He had like 119, getting six and a half sacks. Um, he, he plays kind of that position of like he can be like a, like a two-point uh, two stance, like edge rusher or like an inside linebacker. He's got good speed, great closing sideline to sideline speed. Like he, he can attack running backs. He can cover them uh, out of the backfield, really good at diagnosing runs, you know, strong get off against offensive tackles. He's, he's exciting. He's athletic. He's fun. Like this is, and he was rated as like a top 15 transfer. So this is a major get. So this should, this should be fun because he's, he's going to add to that pass rush and we needed that really bad the second half of the season. So I'm glad I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled about him coming to Michigan State because he was a highly coveted transfer. It seemed it seemed like we were in on him from the beginning, and to me, it felt like like it was inevitable. And we were his know, only, uh, yeah, we were his only visit. Penn State made a run late, didn't they? Yeah, but that was he, after his MSU visit. I think they, I think they sealed the deal on the visit. Sweet. Um, and then we're, what What about the other two that are coming? Like, we know – you talk about the other two that, like, one visited and one is going to, right? So, uh, yeah, so I believe uh, Florida transfer Chris Bogle uh, visited last weekend. Um, I don't know if he was with Winman or not or whenever it was that he visited. Um, he's about 6'4", 240. He was 2019 recruiting class. and really was the 71st overall player in that class. So we'd get him for at least two years. Uh, he should be, I think he should, is probably going to play kind of that same position that Winman does, you know, strong pass rusher uh, inside linebacker type of guy. So another, another guy who we should be really excited about if he does end up coming to Michigan state. And the other guy is Mississippi state linebacker, Aaron Brule, who had some, some NFL uh, scouting on him. I know Matt Miller said he had him as like a day as an early day two guy. Uh, He's I believe visiting tomorrow. I think I'm not entirely sure on that, but I know that he is visiting uh, and he's a, he's a, I think he plays kind of that same position. Uh, so we're adding to this linebacking core and, you know, that's a huge upgrade that we are going to need. So, I mean, you know, it doesn't hurt to upgrade your defense anywhere. No, and we need it. Um, I I mean, I have different thoughts on Hazleton than our than our boy Spartan Dog, but me too. Um, if Scotty Hazleton is a war criminal, <laughs> where was Scotty Hazleton on nine eleven? We don't know. We you don't know where it, it was. 
You should make a Twitter account, Scotty Hazelton bot that like says this stuff. Where was Scotty Hazelton? Was Scotty Hazelton on the grassy knoll? Oh, God. I would make it, I kind of want to make a joke, but I'm not going Did to. Did Scotty uh, Hazelton set up Ted Kaczynski? It's worth talking about. There's not proof that he wasn't there. Uh, exactly. <laughs> they never caught the anthrax guy. We don't know. I imagine that one picture of like uh, Mel and Scotty in some recruit's house. I imagine you saw it, Spartanog, and just like slammed your phone. <laughs> like, he's still here? <laughs> he was wearing the, I'm sorry. He was wearing the wrinkled, the most wrinkled pair of khakis he could find. Like, <laughs> like, you're, like your defense is torched enough. Use it to heat up an iron and fucking straighten that shit out. He used the ashes of Chester Kimbrough to heat up your ironing Ooh. board and fucking straighten that out, man. What the fuck? It reminds me of uh, like when I worked at Dunham's, I wouldn't care to iron my khakis. Like I would just fold them up and just come into work with the shittiest wrinkled khakis. Like that's what I cracked up when I saw that picture. Like he just doesn't care. He's like, ah, if I was if I was a recruit stat, I would have kicked that motherfucker out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> um so what let, let, we'll see what happens with uh those other two guys coming here um feeling pretty good about it but you know nothing's for certain and we don't want to uh we don't want to pull a Sheehan and get in trouble or at least uh get some publicity well i mean it can't hurt so um, yeah let's just predict uh elias rex is coming to msu you can book I mean, it. Uh, uh bacon wire said elias rex is coming to msu I mean, I also predicted, remember last year, I accidentally said Max Christie was committing before he committed and you had to edit it out. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, Max Christie, right? And you're all like, you're all like, shut up. Okay. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, what's up, Carter? Uh, Aaron Bull visited yesterday. I'm sorry. Okay. So might see some good news coming soon. Uh, stay tuned. Um. Last thing that I have on the agenda is, I think, I mean, our basketball team's not that bad. Um, not that bad. Not bad. Um, we're seven and two. Yeah, we're seven and two. Ranked number nineteen in America. Had some good wins last week. We, I would say, comfortably. It was kind of a shitty ending, but we comfortably won the ACC Big Ten Challenge game against Louisville. We were beating the fuck out of them, and sloppy at the end. You know, they kind of put the water on the court and said, slop it up. Um, you know, yeah, became, after, after they told him not to, you said, yeah, better not slop up. Please, better guys, please, guys, don't slop them up. And then uh, Max and Tyson and all those guys just poured the water and said, slop it up. And they slicked their hair back. <laughs> they all just came out of the locker room with slick back hair. Yeah. Um, Fucking uh, Ned Steven was on the sidelines going, no, this is pushed back. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a sloppy ending. And, you know, then we played Toledo and we were kicking the shit out of them. And then they end up covering, which wasn't awesome. But, I mean, look, I'm not going to Michigan State covered. We did? Oh, yeah. yeah, they did. Okay, barely. I know we barely covered. Hey, great teams cover. Great teams uh, I, I think the thing, I, and I think the thing about them not being able to close games, I think kind of goes back to the thing this team is missing this season. And that's leadership. 
right? Yeah. I don't think there's a leader there who can kind of uh, who can kind of band-aid those opponent runs by keeping the by keeping the margin open and kind of making everyone play a little smarter. You know, there were you could see, especially in the Toledo game, something that popped out to me was where, you know, Toledo would kind of score two baskets in a row. And even though MSU was still up like 16, 14 points, uh, they were still kind of like rushing and making stupid mistakes and taking shots they shouldn't have and making passes they shouldn't have. And because, because like Toledo was making baskets and they weren't. Um, so I think once someone hopefully gave Brown uh, steps up and kind of, and kind of gets everyone to calm the fuck down a little bit. Uh, I, I think this team will be better off for it. And we'll see those bigger margins of victory. I think it would be okay for us to have like a, Maybe one night Gabe Brown steps up and is the leader. Maybe one night Malik Hall steps up and is a leader. But I really think that it should be consistently between those two because those are those are Izzo's captains, and those are the guys he's going to need to call on uh, when when it gets down to it and it's Big Ten play and you know seeding for the tournament is is in play and then it's going to have to be those two who are who are carrying the load. And I and I saw there was a quote from Gabe Brown yesterday talking about how he needs to like be the leader and hold everybody accountable. So I I'm glad that he's put that out there because I think that if he's the leader, then he he can be the vocal leader, but then he also has to be the leader like with his body language on the court and how he performs in a basketball sense. Um I think that we've seen that a little bit more. I thought we saw it uh, against Toledo or not Toledo, uh, Louisville. Uh, but I think one of the things that this team lacked last year was a three point shot. And now I think they have that there's a, there's more than enough shooters on the floor and they're still warming up and getting going. But we saw it in the, in the Louisville game and then the Toledo game, they were just shooting the lights out and that's how they were able to build such big leads. And it's also awesome to see Jade Nakins. So, you know, I didn't expect him to be a, an immediate uh, impact player, but he's, he's one of the first guards off the bench and he's, playing great defense he's he's getting rebounds and he's knocking down threes and it's been pretty great to see so yeah, i think Jay, it's been what's up plus plus he's like an energizer bunny out there i mean he just plays oh yeah like, he never stops he never stops moving he never stops cutting he never stops setting picks and getting open and you know that's another element i think this team kind of missed um from years past where you know draymond would always be active on the court, whether on offense or defense, he was always moving. He never, his feet never stood still. Uh, Quato, before he kind of got hurt, Quato was like that. Yeah. Bryn Forbes, they were always moving. They were always active. They were in an offensive possession. You would see them run from one corner to the other corner, to the top of the key, into the paint, out to the other corner, to the wing, to the top, down to the block, out to the wing. I mean, they were like always moving. And I think Jay Nakins kind of gives them that dimension that, that they've kind of been missing. Yeah, I, I think perfect. The, I think the pieces can can really start to mesh together. And I mean, if we just cut the turnovers down, I think we're gonna be sitting pretty. I'm not think we're gonna beat Purdue. Um, I think we can give Michigan a, a really tight, a really good game at both times. I mean, I think we could split one. I think we'd split them at the very least. Um you know, what's that? I will still say the thing about Purdue right now is, yeah, they're the number one team in the country, um, but they're a group of non-shooters who are shooting the lights out right now, like at unsustainable records. 
So if we can lock them up on the perimeter, you know, and limit that shot, I think we have a shot at beating them. I think we, I mean, like, I don't know if we'd be able to, to, you know, have a higher seed than them in the, in the big 10 or anything, but I definitely think that we could beat Purdue because they do come here. They do come to Michigan state. That's so right. we don't go we to do, I think that the window is there. So you're saying that a Purdue team coached by Matt Painter could disappoint. Whoa. That is, that is uh regular. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God you're sitting down Lucas. Cause you looked pretty shocked. <laughs> oh man. I'm... So thank, so thank God you were, thank God you weren't, you weren't, you weren't standing up. Otherwise you might've seriously hurt yourself. Larry David faint dot gif. Uh, uh, no, and and I'll tell you what another person I've been I've been supremely suppressed impressed with. It's been an extremely small sample size. Uh, is Pierre Brooks? Yep. Uh, you know, we had we hadn't seen much of him earlier in the season, but I think Izzo starting to trust him more and more, and especially as uh, a Joey Hauser, you know, is kind of continuing to to struggle, especially on defense. Um, I think he's kind of going to 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 Pierre Brooks as kind of like a as like a last resort because you know again this isn't me questioning Tom Izzo but you know he left two scholarship spots open for a reason whether he felt like he had the team and didn't need to fill those two spots or what but you know Pierre Brooks coming in and and kind of kind of bringing the defense on the wing to another level when they need it most, I think is going to be welcomed this year and in the years to come. Once he takes that starting, once he takes over that starting role from, from Joey Hauser and Malik Hall. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be awesome. I really like Pierre Brooks. Like I didn't, I, he's another guy. I didn't know who would contribute uh, this early in the season. Uh, he's shown off a good looking jump shot. He plays good defense. He's super athletic. And uh, he may not be physically ready to consistently compete uh, at this level yet, but once he does, you know, have a couple summers of, of strength and conditioning training, he's going to be a really quality player in the Big Ten. And I think it's an interesting way that has always used him in kind of those small ball four four roles, like SD said, when they when they take Hauser out of the game. If you could, if you want to play, uh, if you want to play Brooks at the four and Malik Hall at the five, I think you could beat a lot of teams with that small ball. So I think that another having another contributor an unexpected contributor in that way is another reason why this team could end up making a deep run. I mean, they're one of the best defensive teams in the country. Once again, because that's, that's the identity of the Nizzo team is, is being able to uh, play well on the uh, defensive side, but they have to improve their defense or not their defense, the rebounding, because this team does not rebound the ball well at all. And uh, that's also when I, uh, uh, a key part of, of an Izzo team's identity is being able to rebound the ball really well, but getting killed on the glass at that point. So that's got to be figured out. The ingredients are there for a deep run. We just need to see if they'll all cook together. Um, like, yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm very optimistic about this team. I think I'd be happy with just getting the Sweet 16 right now. Um, yeah. You know, obviously expectations can can lower or rise as the season goes on, but like the Purdue, I, I haven't really watched them. So that is an interesting, uh, interesting analysis on how they played. I mean, they I, like, like Carter said, I mean, they, they've been unconscious. It's like they're yeah. playing NBA. It's like they're playing NBA 2k on rookie mode. Yeah. 
just it's green after green after green. Because there's going to be that game or that stretch where they just shoot like shit and lose like two out of three or three out of four. And then like Michigan gets it back together and like takes over. You know what I mean? Or someone. I don't like, think Michigan has been really underwhelming so far this year. Yeah, I mean they yeah. they kicked they kicked you know they kicked Nebraska's teeth in yesterday. But big whoop. But yeah, I mean, um, whom amongst us hasn't kicked Nebraska Nebraska balls teeth in? You know, I mean, even the team last year kicked the shit out of them. Um. Oh fuck! What was I gonna say about? Like, hey, what you know? What if we went out, huh? What if we no, went out? All the games before. Who's going to remember where my dad was on January 6th? <laughs> I will. I will remember where your dad was on January 6th. <laughs> um, I think that's a good way to come full circle. So one final question for you guys. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. MSU plays um, Minnesota tonight. tonight at the barn. Um, we're a seven-point favorite. Is there a more aesthetically displeasing uh, Big Ten gym than the barn because yeah. one escapes me. I mean, Value City Arena and Chrysler are, are kind of characterless. They're kind of like Little Caesars Arena where they're just like, they're just there. Like they're not like distinct in any way. Yeah. And then, you know, you have your legendary arenas like like Assembly Hall and, and you know, I would even put Mackey up there, the Cole Center. I would. And, you know, you got Breslin and, you know, which is kind of like the, which is kind of always a tough place to play. But I mean, the barn from the court, from the, from the wood on the court to the fact that it's an elevated court. So the bench is below court level to the way the, to the way the, to the way the rims sound when people miss shots, mm-hmm. it, it's all in all a very, unappealing unappealing venue to watch college basketball in especially on TV. yeah never been a fan um, weird especially with like the elevated court or like the benches are like on a yeah like it's a final level. yeah like it's the final four like i don't that gives our boys practice to play on an elevated floor to get ready for those moments hey bitches love elevated services you know um I think I think we have a pretty good shot. I mean, we're a seven point favorite, which I was pretty surprised by. Um, and like Carter and I were talking before you came on, and we recorded SD. Like, I think I, there's a metric where it's like eighty nine to ninety percent of their points come from the starters. So if we can wear them out and or even just get them in foul trouble, it's gonna be a good night. Or should should be a good night unless their bench just goes off. You know, there, there's always that possibility. Yeah, but you know, I think I think we're kind of at an advantage here because you know Minnesota has a new coach. Yeah. Um Ben Johnson. You know, ben Johnson they're Johnson. still they're still cleaning um this the stains uh Richard Patino left from the locker room <laughs> and around the basketball building. So, you know, that's a time consuming task. I don't know how much time they've had to actually practice. Uh, you know, I think th- they're dribbling around. They're they're trying to get it done. Yeah, you know, people are people are losing shoes because they're getting stuck to the court. <laughs> uh, all of the all of the warm up jackets are are hard as a rock. <laughs> it, it's bad. Two of the washing machines in there are pregnant. 
no idea how that <laughs> happened. Uh, but in oh. nine months, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have a piece of shit washing machine with slick back hair <laughs> in uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, Richard Patino was definitely part of the Dangerous Nights Club. Yeah, Richard Patino had his own Dangerous Nights Club. Yeah. Um, let's see. I don't think I have anything else. I was gonna say something, but oh, uh, next week we're gonna have uh, a former guest on. He is a friend of the pod and. Well, he's a father of one of the guys of the pod. Uh, Carter's dad, I'm just going to call him Mr. Landis, even though he keeps saying to call him David. Uh, I'm <laughs> it feels weird. I'm Apologies, but but David feels weird. It feels yeah. too informal. It, it's Mr. Landis. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going to shoot the shit with him. We're going to talk. We'll talk to Peach Bowl. We'll talk basketball. Uh, he told me to give him a list of topics, so he doesn't want to embarrass. He doesn't want to embarrass Carter. Um, a thoughtful thing for a parent to do. Um, and then uh, next, it's, it's going to be our pre-Spider-Man show. Uh, we're all seeing Spider-Man next Thursday, right? Like, I know Carter is. Yep. Are you? Yeah, I'm going at 7? I'm going at 5.30. So, yeah, we'll all be seeing Spider-Man. And then Mitch said, Mitch, our friend of the pod, said he wanted spoiled. So we'll just get on the pod real quick and review it, and I'll release it with a spoiler-filled title. He didn't really say that, so if he's listening, he's probably driving off the side of the road. Um, and uh, then that, then the week before, or week after Spider-Man, we're going to have our boy Blueprint Trev, uh, Trevor from Trevor IDK on Twitter, big-time Michigan fan. Um, he's a good friend of MSU Devo, or he's a good friend of mine. He's a good friend of Wolverine Devotee. I know that for a fact. Um, yeah, he he helped uh he helped Wolverine Devo team make make save yo signs for their two people protest of them potentially looking at renaming the ice arena uh after someone who wasn't a incredibly terrible racist. Tre- Trevor's been recording his newest horn honking videos. <laughs> yeah, Trevor uh Trevor <laughs> Trevor has been driving from Chicago to Ann Arbor every other day to leave um, to leave a, a pack of oranges at, at Bo's statue. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, uh, Trevor's coming on. He's going to talk uh, the Georgia-Michigan game. I think it's the Cotton Bowl? I don't know. No, they're the Orange Bowl. That's orange why Bowl. I said that. Oh, you're right. That's why yeah. I said bag um, of oranges. I understood that reference now. Um and we're going to talk Spider-Man and we're going to, we're just talk to him, see how we're doing. And maybe we've cooled, we've cooled off on the Heisman stuff. So um, it's, it's not over. It'll never be over. In fact, it's, it's just getting, getting started. started. So uh, uh, real quick, yeah. speaking of Spider-Man, uh, did you guys see the trailer for across the Spider-Verse part one? Yeah, I did. Fucking can't wait. Can't fucking Very wait. Cool. Let's be, fucking be cool. go. Uh, yeah. It's a two-parter. So that'll be sick next More October. Like a, I think October is coming out. October 7th. Yep. Ooh, one day after my anniversary. All right, cool. I can probably squeeze that in at least. Um, so I think that's it for this week, right? Wink, we're good. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. We're going to move along and uh, we're going to, I'm going to tune into, uh, I'm not going to do that. Never mind. That's a mean joke. Um, I'm going to watch the dozen. That's what I'm going to do. Watch the dozen. 
Um, hope everyone stays warm. I'm going to tune into a podcast divided because I want to know where Gary McNamara was on <laughs> January 6th. I said that in the, in the comments when Gary was on and I saw Don's eyes like shift down to the page. And then he, I kind of like got scared. And he, he like typed in the chat, hey guys. And I just went, oh, I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> no, see that you give him power by doing that. You should have doubled know. down. I know I should have, I should have kept going, but I'm like, I don't want to get banned on YouTube. <laughs> like, come on. But come well, on. maybe we'll see how I feel tonight. Um, all right. We'll talk soon, fellas. Let's, let's, let's start. Let's start prepping our tailgate for no way home. Um, we'll pretend we're tailgating next episode. Um, fellas, have a great weekend. Go green. Go white. Go white. SEC athletes on defense soon come.